In 2018, Harvey Weinstein's villainous behavior sparked the Me Too movement. The whole world watched the royal wedding of Prince Harry and suit star Meghan Markle. My wife's shopping habits single-handedly made Jeff Bezos the richest man to ever live. And women everywhere swooned as Jamie Fraser traded in his kilt for a tuxedo and a dry martini. It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot! Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need for need for speed. Please, we can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ. And with me today is not my normal co-host, because today we're doing something special. Today is our special Mother's Day episode, so I thought it would be a great idea to bring on three moms of the guests slash hosts, three, three, three wives of the guests slash hosts. We're the baby mamas. The baby mamas. The baby mamas <laughs> of, the, of the Last Action Podcast. Uh, co-hosting with me today, my beautiful wife, Erin. Hello. Uh, we have Devin's wife, Jen. J- Hello. J-Ball. J-Ball. Oh, no. <laughs> and Jody's wife, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Lala. Nice to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Did you guys want, did you want nicknames? I guess I already have I mean, have you have one. J-Balls. You can't get away from that now. I know. I can't give that back. Aaron, ever. I don't know if we ever came up with a nickname for you. I think I'm just Mrs. LPJ. Mrs. LPJ? Mm-hmm. Once Lauren. upon a time, Joe called me Lala. So you're going to be Lala? <laughs> I will say this. You're already, you've already started out better than your husband. <laughs> I heard that sound clip. We all have our strengths. <laughs> his, his intro was a little clunky. Yeah. So we are here on this special Mother's Day episode to talk about a movie that the three of you have a bit of experience with. Uh, the Spy Who Dumped Me. It's an action comedy buddy film, kind of, sort of. Chick friendship action cute guys. Sure. You know, it's all the things. So what really drew us to see this movie, you think? Well, well let's start the story. So <laughs> when, did, when did you guys first see this movie? We saw this movie on uh, my, to celebrate my 29th birthday. <clears throat> yes, 29 again. Which one? The, the 6th anniversary okay. of my 29th birthday. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, we saw it all together and we had another friend that was with us, Kristen. Hey, Kristen. Um, and... Yeah, we just all had a little girls' night and went to see the movie. Ate a lot of popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the first time you saw it. Mm-hmm. Had you had either of you seen it again since then for before watching it for this podcast? I did. I took my mother to see it. You did? Because she is a huge uh, Jamie Fraser, Sam Hewen fan. Oh, I've got her into nice. Outlander. So. I mean, who isn't, though? Really? Let's be real. I mean, she's in love with him just like we all are. So <laughs> I had to take her to go see it. The love of Sam knows no age. No, I mean, really. It was Droughtlander. You know, we were waiting for the new season. Droughtlander, I like that. (laughs) So we had to go uh, check it out. And I I thoroughly enjoyed it with my mother. Fun. I had not seen it again until a couple weeks ago. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah, me either. All right. Well, this was the first time I had seen it. 
Um, I almost, Shocking. To be fair, it's not really a boy movie. Well, no, I Although mean... Although there's a lot of great action. There is. Yes. No, there's a lot there of great is. action in it. And, and, and I, you know, I'm not going to downplay that. There is a lot of great action in it. It was done well. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's not, you know... It's not your jam. No. You know, I'm really not into seeing... The underside of people's balls. <laughs> You're not. No, it's not, not what Jody told me. It's not my thing. I'm not. I'm, well, from the swim team. <laughs> that's that's a little different, but yeah. So this movie, uh, yeah, t- 20, 2018 starring the aforementioned um, uh, Sam Hewen, star of of Outlander, obviously. Jamie Fraser. Jamie Fraser. <laughs> Justin Theroux. Who I don't I know his name I don't really remember him being in anything He's else. The former uh, Mr. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how I know him. Oh, the former Mr. Jennifer Aniston. He also okay. I think didn't he do a voice in the Lego Movie? I don't know, probably. Or I don't know. Something. I think he did some work with like Tropic Thunder too. Yeah, he's Either. actually been is in, he a in lot. It? I think he's been in a lot, and we just don't well, I guess it. I'm just gonna have to look now. Let's see. I wasn't initially going to. Oh, he's in. He's in in the Last Jedi. He's the master code breaker. Mm. I was. I had no idea. Zoolander two. Mm-hmm. He's in Parks and Rec. Uh, in Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, he was in the Girl on a Train. He's Justin Anderson in Parks and Rec. I don't know. Oh, I forgot about that movie. Another one that I made my mother see. That's a really good movie. It was a great book. <laughs> it was a good book. Anyway. Yeah, but I don't see like <laughs> a movie. Topic. <laughs> That's not the movie we're talking about today. I got it. Uh, yeah, so this is... Uh, oh, and then obviously the, the two female stars, Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon, who... Love, love Mila Kunis. This same trio has seen other Mila Kunis movies. Well, yes. she's in a lot. She's Bad Moms. like the <laughs> it actress now. Did you guys go see Bad Moms movies. Club together? Yes, I think we, we did. did. Both of we them. We did, didn't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Hey. <laughs> Mila Kunis uh, fan club here. Um, and there's really not a, t- I mean, there's a couple other random, I guess, random cameos in here. Uh, I'm a big fan of Morgan's parents. Oh, yes. Paul Reiser and yeah. uh, Jane Curtin. And yeah. they are hilarious. Well, they're, you know, they're, com- they're famous comedians. Well, that works out because they were really funny in this yeah. movie. They could have given some of the actors some lessons. All right, here I we think. go. Here. <laughs> Sorry. My, my apologies. Here we go. Pop quiz, pop this is a shot. pop quiz none of you are going to get, but I'm going to say it anyway. What other movie on this podcast did we cover that had Paul Reiser in it? Ooh. Oh, man. Is it Mad About You? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Joe, you're floating um, in the wings here. You want to take a stab at that? Well, can I phone a friend? Can I phone I a friend? I know the answer. It's, it's aliens. Thank, it's aliens. Thanks, <laughs> thanks Joe. Joe. Joe's here kind of off in the distance, kind of hanging out. He's waiting for his uh, his episode to come up next. Uh, yeah, so let's this... Let's talk about the movie. Let's yeah? talk about the movie some more. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. I lost my place. Uh, 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 there we go. Directed by Susanna Fogel, who I believe this is her directorial debut, if I'm not mistaken. It is. She has done some TV direction, but this is her first uh, feature film. Yep. I think she did an okay job. I mean, you know, a lot of action. For being a, for her first time and doing all those action scenes, I think she did a pretty good job. Uh, produced, I was surprised at this. Brian Grazer. This is uh, um, Imagine Entertainment. Uh, I, think, I think it's him. He's Imagine. I don't know. It's Brian Grazer. Brian Grazer produced this. Brian Grazer, of course, the producer of things like A Beautiful Mind and most of Ron Howard's stuff. Actually, all of Ron Howard's stuff he produces. 
What else did you have on there? Um, several TV, current uh, t- big TV shows like Empire, Arrested Development. He has, I don't know, over 170 credits. He's a big-time producer. Um, as far as the rest, like, there's not a ton of music in here other than they pulled a bunch of pop songs uh, and, and re- relatively well-known songs. There's not a ton of ton of score to this. So the music was done by Tyler Bates. Uh, but nothing, nothing really that stands out. Uh, so let's uh, let's get in the plot a little bit here. So how does this start? Well, can I just take a moment to also point out yes, please. that Susanna Fogel also wrote this movie. She co-wrote it with David Iserson. But it's interesting, you know, you mentioned in your intro, like 2018 being a big year for women. And this mm. was like a big women power movie. because She directed it. She wrote it. It was female leads. It's a you know, women-led movie that's not typically done in action movies, so. But do you think that was just coincidence? Because obviously they would have made this at least the year before. Sure. It just happened to be the right time. But. Fair enough. It was exciting. It was exciting to see women have, you know, so much power in an action movie, and that's not typical. No, it's definitely not typical. It's certainly certainly not a film like, I don't know that there is another buddy female action movie. I mean, I don't really know of one. Anyone? Would you consider like the new Ghostbusters movie like an action buddy film? I'd say it's more like a sci-fi comedy. Yeah. Although I didn't see it, so I don't really know. I didn't see it either, but that just came to mind. Yeah, not so much action, but definitely sci-fi. Yeah. And people were not happy about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, the movie. Um, it was... Uh, Pretty exciting. Had some, you know, a lot of like flashing back and forth. And it starts, you see a street market in uh, Lithuania. And it opens with Justin Throw, who plays Drew. He's looking around through the market and, you know, he sees the the people around him that he's being watched. And um, so, you know, he looks around to try to find what sort of tools he can use for a weapon. And he picks up that cue ball and puts it in a scarf, and then the fight begins. This is what I really appreciate about this movie, is they did a good job of, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of Jason Bourne in this opening scene. It's like quintessential market action. Oh, 100%. (laughs) No, it really is. And and I really appreciated the, the whole MacGyver aspect of it, too, like, him just kind of randomly finding things. That's that's one of the things I really liked about this movie is the action was done incredibly well. Well, that was uh, Gary Powell, who's done Bourne movies and done Bond movies. I didn't. I had no idea. Yes, she. Um, since this wasn't her ex, Susanna Fogel's expertise, wasn't in action. She hired a excellent stunt coordinator who's done a lot of stunts for really really great movies and uh, let him take the lead on that. And she even said in one of her interviews that. Uh, he let, she let him kind of run the show in terms of the, the action, action of the movie and, and even do a little bit of, you know, not writing, but kind of direct those scenes and move them forward. and Yeah, choreograph the action. Exactly. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Choreograph. Cool. No, I had no idea. That's pretty good. It makes so much sense. And it makes sense now seeing like that she, this was her first time out directing to know that she had somebody that was so experienced and obviously has done some really amazing the action sequences, yes. you know, so that makes so much more sense now for, like, the how strong the action is in the movie. Agreed. All right, so we go from Lithuania, and then we flash over to L.A., which is where the sort of home base is for Audrey and Morgan, 
and they are at... And Audrey Morgan are obviously Mila Kunis. And, yes, and Kate McKinnon. And Kate McKinnon. And Kate McKinnon, who plays Kate McKinnon, you know. I think that's the one <laughs> note that I have on her is like she's just very classic Kate McKinnon in this movie. But um, if you're into that, then that's great. So I think she's hilarious personally, so it worked for me. Let's not forget her name is Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Find that Let's out later. Let's not forget that. Um, so we see Audrey's birthday party, and, you know, we open on Audrey. She's playing a shooting game, which is kind of funny because she's sort of a... You know, there's like little Easter eggs throughout the movie, sort of like clues of what you're going to get uh, throughout the throughout the yeah, little bits of foreshadowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Audrey's playing the shooting game and then she and Morgan start discussing um, how her boyfriend broke up with her via text. Her boyfriend being Drew, who at this point we know is definitely not just a boyfriend. There's something else going on there. Um, and she has, uh, you know, a friend come in that's not really very nice to her. Tess, the complicit. Yes, the complicit. I wrote that in my notes. <laughs> that's very funny. What was her purpose in the movie? Like, I never really understood that. Humor. It wasn't really very funny. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, she's just like, oh, where's your boyfriend? You know, it was really funny that when I see you guys together, you don't really... This oh. is totally a girl yeah. thing, though. This, it like, is. It, like, everybody has had one of those friends. Those passive-aggressive Yes, friends. passive-aggressive <laughs> friends that are, yeah, not quite friends that you, you know, really obviously are much better off without. So I think that reads more to the female audience than... Yeah, there's not a lot of subtext with males. No, <laughs> not so much. No. Um, so... From there, we flash back to Lithuania. We've got um, a major street uh, chase going on. Um, And you see Drew bust into an apartment. There's some kids watching really old American TV and totally not even paying attention to what's going on. And then he um, sees that the guys that have been chasing him are catching up to him. So he jumps off the building and steals a motorcycle to get away. Another big action sequence. Um, from there, we go back to L.A. It's a lot of back and forth in this movie. There's definitely, um, you know, you kind of have to keep up with what each side of the story is. And yeah, I, I don't think it was very, it wasn't terribly confusing, though. Like They did a good mm-hmm. job. She did a good job of, when she was jumping back and forth between the various kind of timelines, I guess you'd call them, mm-hmm. um, it was pretty, it was very obvious, like, what, where they were in that particular timeline. So I think she did a good job with that. I agree. I just think it makes it harder to explain the plot to you. Oh, <laughs> because totally. I'm going to say back and forth a lot. Um, yeah, so she, you're, that from there, we're back in L.A. We've got some more Kate McKinnon, and she is flirting with this Ukrainian man named Victor, who we find out is going to play a further role, speaking of... He's the dude whose balls we see. Exactly. <laughs> Quite unexpectedly, really. Yes. Yeah. It was real shocking. <laughs> um, that I'm, camera angle. Yes, definitely interesting. Um, but we see that Audrey still can't get a hold of Drew. You go back to see Drew. He's reading Audrey's text to him. And um, he tries to call her while he's in this the middle of this street chase with some thugs. Because so, she's threatening yeah. to burn all his stuff. Yes. Yeah. It, it is very, like, and obviously knowing now that it was the same choreographer as, as Jason Bourne, I mean, it, it's essentially it's essentially a scene ripped out of a Bourne film. 
Yeah. And in the middle of it, he's having this like relationship issue that he's dealing with. It's, it's an interesting juxtaposition that you don't normally see in an action film as, you know, an action star all of a sudden stopping to deal with his regular life in the middle of this crazy, you know, spy chase. Right. So, <laughs> well, no, th- I mean, I, I think this really set up, I think the opening scene that we're talking about really set up the whole movie mm-hmm. of that kind of juxtaposition that you mm-hmm. were talking about, that humor mixed with the action and the intensity as well. So, right. You know, it, in the beginning, what you're going to get. Right. Which is really nice, I think. Um, so we have them um, burning his stuff, having a little bonfire. And that's talking about skid marks. Talking about <laughs> skid marks. <laughs> you know, boys. Uh, and this is where we fe- see the uh, the trophy for the first time. Second it, place fantasy football. Second place fancy football. <laughs> Um, so we, you know, you see them having this moment of like, we're getting rid of his stuff. And then all of a sudden he calls her and he's like, don't, don't, burn my don't get rid of my stuff. I'm sorry. I'll explain everything. I'll be back tomorrow. Meanwhile, he's punching out a wall and getting his big stash of money and passports and, um, you know, fighting with the, the guys that are chasing him, who at this point we don't really know who they are or what they want or what's going on. But a uh, guy catches up to him basically snaps his neck and then blows up the building with popcorn and a rock and a microwave. What yeah. was the rock? Do you know? I, that was plastic explosive. That was what? Plastic C- explosive. Oh. Like C4 or yeah, something some like that. Yeah. In the microwave. Yeah, because popcorn does not pop in 30 seconds. No. That's what he sent that microwave for. A little more MacGyvering on his end. Yeah, and the classic walk away from the building, not looking at it. Right. Yep, hood goes up. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Very classic. Cool guy. Action scene. Cool guy. (laughs) Um, So from there, we're back in L.A., and it's a flashback, actually, to when Drew and Audrey first met. So we get to see their first little meet-cute in the bar. Um, and they're, you know, she challenges him with a quarter and says, I, I, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to find the worst song on the jukebox. It's a cute little scene. So Yeah, it lends to the spy aspect of the movie. Exactly. There are a lot of those little... The foreshadowing. <laughs> so, pop quiz, hot shot. Oh, oh no. And then, uh, it's not really a pop, it's a pop quiz, but you guys already know the answer. What song does he pick as the worst song? Mambo number five? No, oh. that was hers later. It's the one about the oh, boy. What does, was it the, 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 cra- the, the boy that custom. couldn't come to school. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. But, mm, mm, song. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> by Crash Test <laughs> It's literally called mm, 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 mm. That's the name of it? That's the name of it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. It's a pretty bad song. It's a good pick. All right. So after our flashback, we come to Audrey. She's at work. Oh, my God. And that's when it happens. <laughs> Sam puts the gum down. <laughs> and I went. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, also known as Sebastian. That is his real character name. But I think we're going to probably just call him Sam. Let's be let's be honest. We're on familiar terms with him. Right. First name <laughs> basis. <laughs> so Sam comes. He buys some gum. And then he gives her the eyes. And he says... 
Aren't you going to ask me if I need help with help with this to my car? She works at a Trader Joe's-esque type grocery. Right. Market. Can we right. pause and talk about how horrible her costume is, by the way? And the fact that she was still wearing her name tag at her birthday party. <laughs> yeah. That. I, I mean, mean, I, I found like it to be <laughs> distracting. Do people at Trader Joe's wear Hawaiian shirts? I don't really go to Trader Joe's. No, is it that should. an L.A. thing? I don't know. It must be. They, there's a lot. <laughs> Whenever I go into Trader Joe's, which is not very often, they're friendly. They're very friendly, but they're always the. Um, they look like they look like they probably vape. Uh. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't think so. I think like there's a bunch very, of bros or what? No, not bros. They look like uh, they're crunchy. Know. Crunchy. Yeah, they, they're very granola. That's okay. Know. That still doesn't explain the Hawaiian shirt to me. Well, I think I, that's, that's just well, the uniform. I think that's yeah. just the uniform. That's I just uniform. found it to be distracting. I thought there should have been... Maybe it's part of the comedy. Yeah. So it's anyway. Part of the vibe. She walks into the car. <laughs> oh, yes. Let's get back to the main... Uh, <laughs> so she walks into the car and makes a joke yeah. about being shoved into a shady van and he says, well, that makes this awkward then. <laughs> get in the van. <laughs> Can, so, oh, and can I say it's sad that he has an English accent and not his Scottish accent in this movie? Yes, you can say that. I mean, any accent's fine. Not any. But I mean, I get it. They were going or. for like the James Bond sort of vibe. Not that Bond can't be Scottish. Yeah, but, but, an, but an MI6 agent, which is what he is, mm. is British CIA, basically. So he couldn't necessarily be MI6 and be Scottish. Couldn't he? No. Do you know that for sure? Because I'm pretty sure Scotland is still part of England. Yeah, last time I checked. Or I don't know any. Uh, I don't know UK. any. I don't know any Scottish uh, MI6 agents. You know a lot of MI6 agents. <laughs> James Bond. You'll never All right. know. <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Audrey gets shoved in the van, and this is where we're first introduced to Sam's partner. Uh, I believe his name is Duffer, but I'm just going to call him Harvard because he went to Harvard. He's obsessed with telling people he went to Harvard. And every time you see him in the movie, he brings up Harvard. So that's what we're going to call him at this point. Um, So they're questioning Audrey about Drew and where he is and uh, where he's been. And has she heard from him? What's going on? And she says he does a podcast. Not about action movies. It's about jazz, jazz. and economics. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a cover for him being in the CIA. Um, so uh, basically they're like, all right, yeah, that checks. Like, And then they just let her go. So she goes to her apartment. Morgan's there. Victor's there. And Morgan's on her, the phone with her mom talking about dick pics. Would you ever talk to your mother about having no. sex with this guy? And said, had, did you get my dick pic? And I had to sit next to Aaron's mom <laughs> when we went and saw Step Brothers. Oh, That's true. Whatever. Speaking of balls. <laughs> it was very, very awkward. Her balls on the drums in that movie. It was... Uh, it yeah. was yeah, it was the best. Probably not the right movie to sit next to my parents. At. No, I don't even remember how that happened. How we all ended up at that movie anyway. I do not know. It was weird. Anyway, so Audrey is telling Morgan that Drew is a spy in the CIA, and all of a sudden, Drew shows up in the window. He's trying to explain why he, you know, broke up with her, and he wanted he like needed to trust her with this with his stuff, and um. She, you know, is kind of giving him a hard time. And all of a sudden you see, like, the laser dot on his forehead. Apartment starts to get shot up. Drew gets shot. 
he tells her to take his fancy football trophy to Cafe Sheila in Vienna, Austria, to see Vern at 11 a.m. And then Victor comes out, and uh, that's when you see his balls, and then he shoots Drew again. Because it turns out Victor is an op- is an agent. Yes. He's actually one of the bad, well, quote-unquote bad guys. We don't really know. That's the thing. This movie never really makes clear who is on what side mm-hmm. um, until, I mean, even at the very end, you don't really know. at the know. end, you figure it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you can kind of assume who's on what side, but. Well, that was one of the critiques I had for the film is there wasn't really like a very true villain. They keep talking about the Highland group, the Highland group, but you never see the Highland group. You just assume all these people are part of the Highland group. And I mean, you never know when there's going to be a triple cross, a double cross, a quadruple cross. And I mean, for me personally, that was kind of distracting in the movie that you didn't really have this one villain to kind of hang on to. It was kind of all up in the air. And I suppose that's part of like a spy thriller, but for a summer popcorn flick i kind of thought it should be a little bit a little easier clear. to follow i gotcha no, I, I i agree with you yeah. so then we were distracted by balls <laughs> right distracted by balls and so then we have audrey and morgan they're leaving the apartment trying to figure out what to do next uh because morgan has pushed victor off the balcony and killed him and uh, balls so flying through the air. Balls flying through the air. There is so much balls in this. Just There's like not it, that much. It, in the there throughout must the have course been that much of like, I don't throughout the course of maybe five minutes, there's far more balls than there should be. Like one time, I'm a nurse no, man, and no. I see balls all the time, so I just feel like I'm really immune to it because I don't remember there being that many testicles. <laughs> Seen so many kinds, so many shapes. You just don't see him anymore. <laughs> My whole life is balls and assholes. <laughs> I'm just blind to him. It's not nice to talk about Joey hazard. that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so conveniently, of course, they oh, yeah. have their passports oh, in we, the glove box. We left box them in the, the car, car. The from most Tijuana. from like safe place in LA right. is like glove box of the car. <laughs> and our apartment passports. building because it's not like cars don't get broken into and shuffled through all the time. It's a fantastic place to leave your passports. And they miraculously got a flight in time to get to Vienna by 11. Right. And had the money to pay for this flight. Right. Yeah. That, that, working at Trader Joe's. That's a little short shot. on details. <laughs> but do we know what Morgan's job is? Like what her She's actual... like an aspiring actress. Yeah. I think they've oh, said it a couple times. Oh, that's time, right. And that she seems did some very obvious by her stuff like that. personality. Okay. That makes sense. But I think her parents pay for a lot of things. So that would make sense. Um, so they get to LAX. And they decide, we can't fly with nothing. And they uh, go to the shop. They buy a suitcase. And then they're like, wait, we can't just have one trophy in a suitcase. We need all the trophies in the suitcase. there's so many trophies at the airport gift shop? No, That's my question. It's because it's L.A. And they're like, oh, the Oscars. Oh, that would make sense. Mm. Because I was like, I've been to some airports. And I've never seen shops that just have, like, rows of trophies. Usually it's... Very. I mean, I guess that would make sense though for LA because it's the, uh, you know, the, the, the home shows. of the Oscars. And I wrote a little note that says Snowden. Oh yeah. I feel like they drop they drop that in the beginning they, a lot. They that do. They knew yes. She went Snowden. to performing arts camp in like with junior high. Edward Snowden. <laughs> yes. Oh, she. I didn't even realize she said that in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. She did. 
because like more yeah, foreshadowing. Because when there. it comes into play at the at the in the middle of the movie, I'm like, where the hell did this come from? Yeah, <laughs> this is the stupidest thing ever. I mean, it's still not any better, but. Well, there's a lot yeah. of that in this movie. Where did this come? From? Where did these trophies come from? Where did this come from? Where did the passports come? From? Like things were very convenient. Just yes. Very convenient. Um, but yeah, she does mention that while they're at the airport, as they're smashing their phones so that they're not going to be traced. They, um, she mentions that she knows this because she went to performing arts camp with him. So and he keeps trying to like reconnect i think yes. with her emails he's got a thing for her phone calls. clearly so from there we flash back again to la one year ago when uh drew and audrey first met we get some more discussion of songs that's where mambo number no. five comes in because that was her suggestion um or his suggestion I don't remember. I think Somebody, it was hers because he said something about, no, Mambo's number one through four are really oh, amazing. Yes, <laughs> that, that's it. That makes sense. Very witty responses. Yes. But it's just more flirtation. You kind of see the development of how they met and uh, just kind of more backstory on, on how they ended up together. Mm-hmm. So we get to Vienna. Audrey and Morgan are eating at Cafe Sheila trying to figure out how to find Vern. They're having this very nice lunch and then all of a sudden Morgan has to go to the bathroom because she has diarrhea (laughs) does she have to say that well because that makes it more of an emergency woman slash character she's playing it's just everything is so grandiose and I have to tell you everything it's Kate McKinnon Mm -hmm. so that makes sense that Um, joke did seem out of place though in this movie well, I thought she was joking at first. I'm like, no, I think that she's trying to be serious about tummy troubles. <laughs> she's gluten intolerant. That's a thing. It's totally a thing. I can attest to that. Okay. So, Ew, gross. Well, no, I mean, I... <laughs> Balls and assholes. Balls and assholes. It's my occupation. <laughs> um, but her uh, stepping away is where we have an opportunity to see Sam again. And he puts his big gun against her inner thigh. And I was like, oh, buddy. <laughs> his, his actual gun, not his penis. Big gun. Yeah. So he tells her that he, he needs the trophy. He's got to get it to the right people, give it back to MI6, make sure that it's not going to end up in the wrong hands. And Audrey, at this point, she's still kind of on Drew's side because Drew told her not to trust anybody. And at this point, that includes... Sam. So she does not trust him. She gives him one of the fake trophies. And then Morgan comes out after she realizes that he is not Vern. And she yells out in the restaurant, which creates this massive gunfight. Yeah, because apparently every single person in the restaurant (laughs) mysteriously has a gun and is part of this giant conspiracy. Yeah. Every single person. Well, it's a spy cafe, I guess. So then a giant shootout ensues. Giant shootout, lots of blood, lots of shooting. Lots of steam from the cappuccino machine. This this was a good shootout. It was a good... As far as shootouts go, this is one of the better shootouts I've seen. Thank you, Gary Powell. Badass. (laughs) (laughs) Sebastian drowns someone in the fondue. Ugh, that looked horrific. That was gross. (laughs) It's time for another pop quiz none of you are going to get. That scene where he drowns him in the fondue is an homage to another spy movie. 
James Bond. It's yeah, it's a Bond film for sure. Okay, but what which scene? One? In which movie? Oh god, I don't know. I mean, I've never seen a James Bond movie. <gasps> Lauren, uh, she also never saw Die Hard until this year. <laughs> until this, yeah, this past Christmas time. Oh, what the name of the Bond movie in which it happens? What, what if can I, we know what if which I, Bond? Yeah, I'll narrow it. Is, he is drowns it, him in um, is it a sink? Something yes, in water. That's it. Woohoo! It, it's Daniel Craig uh, in uh, in Casino Royale. He drowns a guy in a sink. Oh, I saw that one too. Yeah, I know. Clearly, I don't remember it. It's okay. We'll have to sit and watch it again. Maybe if I had Sam mm. Hewen in it, I would. Daniel Craig's pretty good. Let's, I have to say. Let's be real. If Sam Hewen is going to be James Bond, I will watch them all multiple times. <laughs> you know, he's not going to go back and remake the old ones. It's just new. Ones. It's just going to be the new ones. That's fine. I'll watch all the Sam ones, and it'll be fine. All right. And then I don't think it's going to be Sam Hewen. And then more, uh, no, I don't think so either. My guess is Idris Elba, but we'll see. It's not going to be Idris Elba. You don't think so? They won't do it. Why not? They need to, but they won't do it. Well, the time is now. It's 2019. Let's get some diversity in there. Maybe it'll be a woman. (gasps) Oh, that'd be interesting. (laughs) Jamie Bond. (laughs) (laughs) Jane Bond. All right. So fondue. So fondue. Yeah, fondue. Gun shootout. Right. Big, Everyone's got guns. Big shootout. Big shootout. Everyone's got guns, knives, lots of blood. I mean, the cafe is a bloodbath by the time it's over. So, But I just have to say that I feel like assassins in general have really bad shooting accuracy <laughs> because no, <laughs> the good guys never seem to get hit, <laughs> which is fortunate for us as viewers. Yes. Well, that's a thing with action movies. It's just the good guys never miss. And, and the bad guys always yeah. miss. Audrey takes that lucky shot and right. kills that guy, and we find out that her uh, gaming skills have come into play. Have come into play. That's right. So they leave the cafe. Um, they are on the run. They try to steal a car, realize they can't drive a stick, and they get into an Uber. So this Uber driver is like, I did a lot of meth, and I'm going to drive you really fast through the city, and he's all about it. He's all about getting a five-star rating. That's right. <laughs> um, so and he's a DJ. Yeah, and he's a DJ, and he's so that, playing them some sweet tunes as they ride. Um, so they're chased by this motorcycle gang, and as they're, you know, being chased and shot at, and and everything that's happening along the way, car crashes, and um, eventually the driver gets shot. And Audrey has to climb on and uh, sit on his and dead sit on body. his dead body <laughs> to drive the car. Uses her blinker. Hey, yes. <laughs> safety first, man. <laughs> She's like, you're literally telling them which way we're going. It's like when you watch car chases on TV and they're using their blinkers. She to must not lanes. be from Michigan. <laughs> she <laughs> <might> <laughs> uses their blinker. No, you just have to anticipate. That's right. What people are going to do here, especially big trucks. You, you should just know you where they're going. Know, yeah. That's right. Watch the ga- casual drift into your lane. Yeah. <laughs> Speed um, up or slow down. That's right. Welcome to Michigan, folks. All right. So eventually we end up with one of the motorcycle gang on top of the car, and they, um, you know, do a quick break. He gets thrown. He gets run over by a bus, and the police come, so they have to run again, and they, they head for the train station. And at this point, we get a flash over to MI6 where we are introduced to Wendy, who's played by Jillian Anderson, and she is the boss of MI6, another lady boss. 
Um, so she and Harvard and Sebastian, Sam, realize that they have the wrong trophy. And that is when we actually first learn the name of the group that's trying to steal the information. And that's Highland. Um, is it? Did you find it ironic that it was Highland and it was Jamie Fraser? I sure <laughs> did. <laughs> On purpose? Pleasantly surprised. Probably. Probably. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it was just appropriate. So at this point, we're still in Vienna. Um, Audrey and Morgan, they get train tickets to Prague. Um, and did we see, like, you know, some heart-to-heart pep talking in the bathroom. Um, but at this point, they realize that they can't use their own passports, and they're going to have to try to convince um, other tourists to give them their passports. Which is a such a bonkers <laughs> idea. We're going to convince two people to give us their passports so that they can go and get new passports. I mean, they're just going to play on the sympathies, the female sympathies. But logistically, think about this. I know, that doesn't make any sense. Well, and I think one of the critiques of the movie, too, is that they didn't even need passports. Right. On that train ride between countries, it wasn't even necessary. So it was purely for comedic value that they threw that in there. Right. Yeah, there's... Yeah, they didn't need it. Maybe it, it goes back to the Australian comment when she was right. talking to Sam, and she's like, he's like, some people do turn out to be Australian. Right. And that's where we learn the term bum bag. Bum bag. My bum bag. Bum bag. <laughs> Otherwise known as the fanny pack. Fanny pack. <laughs> but I'm making I, a comeback, unfortunately. Yeah, please but let's not. I'm pretty sure that they do not call them fanny packs because, um, at least in England, I'm not sure if it's the same in Australia, the fanny is not uh, not a nice word. It's not a dirty word, but it's that's what they call their vaginas. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. I could so use they, a bag for that. They don't call them fanny bags. <laughs> <laughs> what would you put in it, Lauren? Oh. <laughs> my, my, my flash drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been very handy. <laughs> So <laughs> we're in Prague. No. Right. No, now we're oh, in Vienna. Tr- and this is where we first get introduced to the female assassin, another lady boss, Nadia, mm-hmm. who has a badass chrome Ferrari. She takes off to go to... Are we in Berlin, you mean? Berlin, yes. We said Vienna. Uh, well, they were. she was in Berlin. They're kind of all over the place. I know. It's back are. and forth. It's hard to keep I track. I told you I was going to lose track. So... Um, at this point, we have another flashback to L.A. We see some more of uh, Audrey and Drew dancing and getting to know each other. And Morgan gives them the pep talk of, like, you better not hurt my girl. And th- after that, we are back in a train to Prague where we have another heart-to-heart conversation where she's talking about meeting her parents and it's here that she kicks the the fancy football trophy realizes it's hollow and this is where they find the flash drive how did you guys feel about like the the random like heart to hearts between the two of them i kind of liked when drew says to morgan did anyone ever tell you you're a little much because that's kind of how i feel about her (laughs) (laughs) like yeah well i i know the uh, writer director Susanna Fogel. That's like that was her thing. Is this relationship heavy kind of emotional um, uh, scenes that she likes to put in her own movies and television shows and that kind of thing? That's that's what she's good at. I think is creating relationships between the characters. So I thought that it kind of slowed down the pace of the movie and things were just said to be said to to get them out there. 
Um, but that's that's kind of like her signature, I feel. I, I think that's where kind of that disconnect came in with the action sequences and then the slower sequences with the characters is, is her trying to infuse that part of her movie making into the film. But I do I do think that that's, again, a very like female thing, because in times of crisis, you tend to like need to talk to your talk to your girls and let it out and um so i think that made sense to me and also you know you you throughout the whole movie like there's never a point where you have any sort of like friend conflict they're always Mm -hmm. for each other which i think is even when other people are saying you're a little much audrey's like no that's how i I love you and that's don't they're supportive they love each other and it's wonderful Um, So at this point, we are in Prague, and we have another call to Morgan's parents because they should know how to handle this. And at this point, we see that they're um, they're in the papers, they're on TV, and this is where her dad is like, go to my client's house, my buddy's house, Roger, he'll take care of you. He's in Prague. Just go see him. Um, And we see that uh, Morgan's call has been tracked. So whoever is tracking them is on to where they're at. Can, and can I make a comment about the, the scene coming up after this with the zoo map, which is completely ridiculous. <laughs> on the bikes. <laughs> that they're on the bikes, and she's talking about where they're going, and they figure out that she's looking at a map of the zoo, which... Where would she have gotten a map of the zoo? Ex- right. Which and is very appropriate after having just seen uh, Nadia being given instructions to find two dumb Americans. <laughs> that was a horrible <laughs> scene as well, I thought. That was a horrible scene. I There's mean... Like- Flashes around of like dumb bimbos taking selfies and yeah, I mean I, I'm not really easily offended. In the river and yeah, I was a little offended. <laughs> I, <laughs> I agree. To say I'm not. That's not normally my take. Were, were you offended because it hit a little too close to home? That's right. That's right. Because <laughs> that that's not what our generation. I usually do. That is not our generation. <laughs> and they're a little bit older. Like Morgan and Audrey yeah. are older they're than like what 30. they depicted. They're like. Our I think, age. They're yeah. very mature. 29-year-olds. Yes, 29-year-olds. <laughs> a couple anniversaries later. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that the, the whole zoo map thing, I wish they would have played it off as more of, like, a joke. Like, Audrey would have said something more like, ha-ha, funny, funny, Morgan, versus it being, like, a serious thing. Like, oh, it's a map of the zoo. What are you doing? Like, obviously, it's a map of the zoo. I don't know how you could mix that up. It was ridiculous. Yes. Gotta, Thank you. That's just plain ridiculous. and simple. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> Gotta love Morgan. So Audrey and Morgan at this point, they are at this creepy, super creepy dude's house, this Roger guy. Um, and Audrey starts to get sick and she goes into the bathroom and she realizes that Roger is not Roger. Um, and while Audrey is away in the bathroom, Nadia comes in. She tranquilizes Morgan, but apparently not enough to knock her out because then at that point they're both in the bathroom and we see Audrey trying to convince Morgan to swallow the flash drive and then they're knocked out and we don't know what happened to it so uh at this point we're at this former Olympic training site um like former Soviet Olympic training site and uh I actually have a pop quiz. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I was a little... Okay. Pop quiz, hot shot. Speaking of Soviet countries, what former Soviet country was is Mila Kunis originally from? Oh, oh she's Ukrainian, right? Yes. What is, the, what is her first language? Uh, Ukrainian. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Russian. She actually... Uh, her first language is Russian. She didn't speak English when she moved here when she was... 
I don't know. She was not that old. Or three. She, no, was she three? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Jason knows better than I do. Yeah, I think they also said she does speak three languages. So Prussian and Amer and English. I was yeah. gonna say Amer- American. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Oh, I apologize. Seven. She was seven. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, I thought she was a little bit older. Um, so we're in this training site. They wake up. They realize that they're tied up. And then we see Drew's parents, quote, quote unquote. unquote. Yes. And we find out that they are actually spies. They're also looking for the drive. Um, and Audrey just insists. She keeps saying, I flushed it down the toilet. So Nadia shows up. We see that she is a former gymnast turned spy, turned model, turned spy. I don't know. She's a chameleon. She is a chameleon. And she sets out to torture Audrey and uh, Morgan to get information on where this flash drive actually is. Which how she kept a straight face during the scenes was incredible. When Kate McKinnon says that. Audrey shaves between her boobs. I mean, how do you (laughs) keep a straight face? They just try to keep her talking. The distraction. Apparently, most of that was improvised by Kate McKinnon. It did seem that That way. That totally makes sense. Yeah, it felt that way when we were watching it, that it was just off-the-cuff kind of comments that they were Mm -hmm. making. As was at the end of the movie, when they're in the Japanese, uh, and she's doing the Japanese puns, those were all off-the-cuff, too, (laughs) all improvised. Classic Kate. All right, so um, we at this point where we hear the helicopters come coming in. There's cars racing in. Um, Harvard and Sam get there, and Harvard says, "Let's blow it up." And Sam says, "No, we have to rescue the girls." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go get them, Sam. That's right. So <laughs> Sam rushes in and saves the day, and then the building ends up getting blown up with Nadia inside of it. So we assume at this point she's gone. They end up in Paris where they're questioned by MI6. Um, And at this point, we still don't know actually what happened to the flash drive. Audrey's still insisting that she flushed it. Um, So Sam is suspended, and Audrey and Morgan are supposed to go back to the U.S. And as they're leaving in Sam's car, we find out that Audrey's been hiding it. In her vagine. In her (laughs) fanny. (laughs) (laughs) And they end up convincing him, uh, after removing the drive, and he is very uncomfortable by this, uh, they convince him to let let them help. They go to the library in Paris, where Morgan realizes her old buddy, Eddie, Eddie Snowden, can help unencrypt the drive. Uh, And they actually end up learning that it's a backdoor to the internet, and Highland is trying to steal it so they can get everybody's financial information and basically have a lot of control at that point, because the internet holds the power. So... At this point, we see uh, we're flashing to Budapest. We see Nadia in a hot tub with a really gross, hairy face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the no, hairy guy. The face. I, yeah, I mean, the face is gross, gross, too. too. <laughs> the guy in it the was hot just tub was pretty gross. Yeah. yeah. With the Speedo. Oh, and the, man. He wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they had to. Never mind. You wonder if he had a shave between his boobs? <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> Um, so at this point, we've got Audrey and Morgan and Sam. They're going to a hostel in Amsterdam. There's a cute little teeth brushing scene. Oh, yes. Oh, so Would nice. you ever stay in a hostel in mm. Amsterdam? Not that kind of hostel. 
They have other ones? I mean, I think they have nicer ones. You mean like the scary ones? Like people are getting murdered? It just seems like such a such a sketchy place to stay. Like the hostile world in general. There was a funny scene where Sam somehow has his like shirt open and Morgan's just like, nice boobs. <laughs> and he's like, thanks. <laughs> it made me like, LOL a little bit. <laughs> That's Aww. a very good scene between the two of them, though, because they start building... Their yeah, own connection exactly. for later in the film when they kind of have their little and then their and then their roommate comes in, yeah, the big burly guy that had too much. Uh, <laughs> oh, you mean Dave? No. <laughs> yeah, I do mean Dave, and I didn't want to bring it up, but yeah. But he, he ends up <laughs> being a good guy, and he saves them in the end because. At this point, we we have Harvard that comes in and he says, "I'm working for Highlands." Yes, now he's the bad guy. Yeah, Who's it's, the it's good another guy like here? switch, switch, switch. Well, Sam, obviously. Uh, uh, but then the big hostile guy comes in and he says, "Oh, he was trying to rob you, right?" And they're like, "Yeah, and totally." He, like, pile drives. Yeah, him or <laughs> <laughs> he picks him up and, and, and like, just power him bombs him through the floor almost, <laughs> like, yeah. and well, kills he, the guy. He robbed from us, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, so then they have to figure out what to do with them. And naturally, they're just going to take him to the river and, and dump, dump him in them the in. river. Yeah. But not before they take his phone and take off his thumb to use it to open up the phone. Which I thought was disgusting. Theoretically, if they, they opened it once, yeah, could they not like just change, change the, the setting? Yeah. Or I, mean, I don't know, he's got like, like MI6. Special like you code. always, you can't yeah. change it. Because Maybe it's, it's like a secret encrypted yeah, phone or something. Well, wouldn't Sam know? Probably. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't thinking straight at that point. Obviously Those not. details aren't funny enough for this movie, so. <laughs> No. We had to have Audrey have her moment of like overcoming her uh, fear of being an addict. cutting off thumbs? <laughs> <laughs> Just taking charge she of the situation. She never finishes anything and she doesn't amount to anything. That's right. Blah, she blah, had blah. to finish sawing through that thumb bone. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So then we come to the you know sort of end of the movie or the beginning of the end because let's be real this movie is very long much too long but they're in berlin and they decide that they're going to um go through with this operation and figure out who the buyer is so they can catch the bad guy and they pose as the canadian ambassador and his wife Morgan drugs them. They leave them in the car at the airport, which I'm like, how long is this drug going to last? Wouldn't they wake up at some point and get out of the car and be like, excuse me? Wouldn't it be very hot in that trunk, by the way? Sorry, go ahead, Lauren. I guess I don't know the weather in Berlin at that time of the year, but they were dying their hair and there was this funny like uh, scenario yes. where she's like, oh, I hope I look like the Canadian oh, ambassador's right. wife. And Morgan's like, I hope I look like Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. And of course, our NSYNC love. That yeah. was so when I went hilarious. Home. Yes. Lots of laughing. Enough for me to write it as a note. I know. I have it as a note too. For sure. Um, but this is also where we get the James Bond Oh my God, shot. Sam and a tub. Sam <gasps> wrote that too. I think when I first, like, when he first came up on the screen, you were sitting next to me, Erin, and I just, like, kind of had to look at you like, there was are, like you, a, are you seeing this? Are you seeing yeah. this? Like, a, I wanted to smack <laughs> you a little yeah. bit. Like, not that you weren't looking, but, like, look more. Right, look you have it. to look closer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm slightly uncomfortable by all this. Well, you know. Get over it. Things were happening <laughs> in our fanny. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm more uncomfortable. <laughs> this is the worst idea I've ever had. All right. So we get uh, we get 
you know, Sam is James Bond and Mila has this, uh, Audrey has this beautiful dress on. And then we have Morgan, who's like a Cirque du Soleil troop member. Um, we realize the fake parents are there and Sam goes into the museum to look for the buyer. He ends up getting knocked out. And, you know, there's a notification on the phone and more, uh, Audrey has to use her thumb lipstick to... <laughs> she hides the thumb in her lipstick. <laughs> yes. To open up the phone. And then she decides she's going to go look for the buyer. And that's where she finds Drew. Drew is not dead. And dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> And she sees him with Sebastian and there's like a bunch of back and forth like, he's the bad guy. No, he's the bad guy. Um and meanwhile, we're flashing back to Morgan, who is in this, like, massive trapeze fight with Nadia, who is also not dead and has come back to, uh, to you know, fight for her company to win the drive. And, um, you know, at that point, we see Drew, and he's still trying to convince Audrey that he loves her and he trusted her so much. That's why he left the drive with her. and. Uh, he wouldn't, you know, he didn't want to see her hurt, and there was, you know, he just he loved her so much. But then again, it's he's the bad guy. No, he's the bad guy. Finally, at the end, we realize Drew is the bad guy, and he shoots Sebastian, <gasps> and we all are like, no, no. not Sam. Um, but there is a small victory when Morgan actually ends up winning her trapeze fight, and Nadia does actually die that time. Yes, yeah, very violently. Right. It was actually pretty cool. <laughs> you liked that part? Yeah, it's pretty good. I think Devin liked that part too. <laughs> he was a he, he was, was a fan man. of the action. Yeah. yeah. No, the action was, was good. Surprising. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, we find out Drew's really the bad guy. He shoots Sebastian. And then Audrey and Drew are fighting, and the police come in. Drew is arrested. Sebastian, we find out, is not actually dead. He's He's got this bulletproof vest on, uh, but that didn't save him from cracking some ribs. And um, they're, they're just let go. Like, they just get to walk. I don't know if it's because Sam was MI6, so they're, like, released into his custody, but I'm pretty sure if there was shooting. I'm and- pretty sure they get released due to bad writing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> also, like the regular cops show up, right? It's not like the how did the FBI or CIA, right? Or whatever it would be, the, um, it would be the MI6. German equivalent would be, yeah, or yeah, it would be like Interpol or something, right? Yeah, we just seen the we regular, just have the regular cops just come and take cops and they're the like, bad guys away. Yeah, that's cool. No problem. You just you just go ahead and walk. No problem. Um, but you know, then we reach the end of the movie where. Uh, Sam is called by his boss at MI6 and she um, talks to Morgan who convinces her somehow or semi-convinces her that she should be a spy and of course we get the kiss mm-hmm. which is what we've all been waiting for but the fact that Morgan comes up and interrupts them would be the end of my best friend's <laughs> friendship <laughs> I would be like if you, you just interrupted my kiss we are no longer friends again <laughs> so, yes note I, to self when Lauren's kissing Sam don't interrupt got pop it quiz, hot shot. oh man alright I've got a pop quiz speaking of the boss Jillian Anderson uh, Wendy in the movie who in the movie dressed up as Scully from the X-Files, Jillian Anderson's character? And, and Kate McKinnon did yes. for um, Halloween one year. Because she's actually a very big fan, I heard, of Jillian Anderson. Yes. Pop and, quiz, hot oh shot. My gosh. An extended pop back quiz within back. a pop quiz. <laughs> it's not really a pop quiz, but uh, 
Jillian Anderson was Kate McKinnon's first crush. Yeah, oh. I heard that too. That's must nice. have been exciting for her. Yeah, to work with her childhood crush. Love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, so the the last part of the movie is where we're flashing forward one year, and they're out for Audrey's birthday in Japan, and we see sort of all the like, you know, the the foreshadowing come into play. We've got the video game, we've got the guns, we've got the puns, we've got the, um, you know, exciting life for Audrey and Morgan, and they're actually, like, doing something cool, and we realize that they are also international spies, and they are working with Sam. So I guess that makes them MI6 or something? Yeah, I would imagine. CIA, CIA. I know, something, some sort <coughs> of MI6. cooperative spy. And... Um, they're just really living their best life at that yeah. point. Setting it up for a sequel, I think, maybe. Oh, at the end there. Interesting. That they'd have other adventures together. It's kind of the vibe I got from that. I'd be interested to see if they would do a sequel to that. Just, I don't know if it would... Uh, well, I don't think they would. And and and, and uh, maybe they would. I don't know. They like uh, to do sequels for everything now, so they it, do, it could happen. But it really just depends on, on how the movie did it, and we can get into that. So... What was this movie? But what do you think this movie was budgeted as? At? I know this. Okay, so, so the budget, the production budget, was forty million. Right. Domestically, they grossed thirty-four-ish uh, million, mm-hmm. and then uh, internationally was forty-one million. Um, so they actually made back their budget and then some um, when they topped out at seventy-five million. Well, they sort of did. You have to take into all of the, the budget. Does not include all of the advertising money they put into this. Oh, I don't. Which know I didn't think there was that. a lot of good advertising. For no, this movie. yeah, I don't think it was. There may not have been a but big advertising budget. No, there may not have been, but um, but yeah, it's probably pretty close to the line where they may or may not make a sequel to it. I didn't see anything in here listed as far as a possible sequel or anything. Uh, but speaking of money, let's get into uh, Joe's favorite topic: action pay. I don't know if that's what we're calling it or not, but we're just going to do it. So we're going to—I'm going to give you the net. I'm going to give you a name. I looked at the net worth of some of these people. We're going to see if we can guess. We'll start with. Oh jeez. Let's do this. Let's so do. Bad. We'll start with. We'll start with. With. Uh, we'll start with Kate McKinnon. What do you think Kate McKinnon's net worth is? Seven million dollars. I'll go a little higher. I'll say like ten million. I was going to go lower. Okay. I was going to go like three million. <laughs> Kate McKinnon currently eight million dollars. Oh, good winner, guess. winner. She got that uh, Ghostbusters money. Uh, <laughs> Justin Thoreau. Ooh, three, three million. No, five. I'm gonna go with five. I was gonna say five too. That was that's fine. Five. He's got that Jennifer Aniston uh, divorce money. Twenty million. Oh, uh-huh. really? He must have a lot of writing credits to his yeah, name. I think. I think it's gotta be something. Kay. Sam Hewen. Oh, he's no, not very not much. Much. <laughs> 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 oh. We wish he was richer. Yeah, going to be like a million. Yes. No, I'm going to say like three. I'll go higher. I'll say seven. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, <laughs> what did I say? I said one. I one? Said one. Five million. Oh. It's not too bad. Here we go. Mila Kunis. Ooh, Mila gonna Kunis. It's going to be like probably a lot. 80 million or something. I'm going to say 40. I'm going to go lower at 20. 65 million. Ooh. Wow. However, her husband, it's Ashton Kutcher, so much because 200 of his, million. <gasps> yeah. Because why? 200 million. He's like an investment capitalist. He does 
he does a lot of investing and um he's got a lot he's got his hands in a bunch of stuff right he's super smart Mm -hmm. all right so um do you guys know that this movie actually won an award i saw that what kind of award a people's choice award nice it won for um best uh, favorite favorite comedy movie And Mila Kunis was actually nominated as the favorite comedic actress. Yeah. Which was surprising that Kate McKinnon did not get that nomination. She did not win Mila Kunis, of course, but Mm. I was surprised to see that she was nominated for comedy. Right. All right. So what do you guys think? I think we put a, I think we really hit this thing pretty hard. What, What types of, what did you like the most about this movie? Sam, yeah. Other, other than Sam, <laughs> I think that's oh. what we liked most about this movie. No, I just thought it was fun because it was like I, I mentioned several times. It was a female-led movie. There was a lot of like girl power and girl like girls supporting each other, and um, I thought that was really timely with everything that was going out when it came out. And I went with you know two of my favorite girls, three of my favorite girls to see the movie, so it was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like the action. I mean, I I grew up kind of with action movies with my two brothers. We always, you know, it was the Top Gun, the RoboCop, all the Batman movies growing up. So I'm a big fan of the action and how well done it was. And I think it really um, gave the movie a lot, a lot of visual effects and a lot of good, good solid action. I'm kind of with Aaron. I'm I'm in the middle. I'm not like a huge action fan, but I did like the action and uh, I like the fact that Sam was in it and. <laughs> You made it interesting for me. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's write this. Okay, so let's see. Normally, we would let the guests choose who goes first, but seeing as there's three guests, um, I guess, do you want me to go first? I can go first? Sure. You... How's the rating system work? It's five machine guns. Are they machine guns? Yes, and you can do... Ha- <laughs> what do you want to do? Do you want to do ball sex or <laughs> No, no. Let's keep it machine guns. Glasses of Moscato. <laughs> Glasses of Moscato. I'll tell you what. I will stick to machine guns. You guys can choose whatever rating method the three of you choose. <laughs> so as far as uh, machine guns go, it goes on half scales, too, so you can do half. Uh, I thought this movie, the action was very, very good. Uh, that was well done, obviously, being the born guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could see it all over the movie. Um, the writing was, you know, it was all right. Uh, the pacing, it was weird because, like, you'd have all these these really fast-paced action sequences, and then all of a sudden it would kind of grind to a halt with the uh, with the little more interpersonal scenes. Um, but they weren't necessarily bad scenes. They just kind of really slowed down the pacing of the film overall. And the movie was probably a half an hour to way too long. Uh, you could have probably trimmed easily a half an hour off of this, and and it would have been a lot, a lot better of a movie. But at the same time, it might have it might have lost some of the stuff that you guys really liked, the interpersonal stuff. That's probably what they would have cut. Um, altogether, I would say I'll give it I'll give it a two and a half. It's wa- definitely watchable, um, but it does feel long. So I'll say two and a half. One of the things I heard someone say about this movie is that it was like watching the movie with the deleted scenes in it. Yeah, you're right. No, I agree. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. All right, who wants to go next? Um, I'm just going to second what you said because I my score coming into this was about a two and a half uh, star rating. Uh, there was a critic that I was reading, uh, Eric Cohn, I think, from IndieWire.com, and his quote kind of sums up how I feel about the movie. He said... 
It was one of those late summer releases that's just good enough to make you wish it were better. And, and that's kind of exactly how I feel. I, I left that movie thinking, wow, they could have done so much more with it. But yet I kind of had an enjoyable time. I liked the action. I liked uh, the characters and the development of the characters. Um, I mean, you went back and saw it a second time. Yeah. And, I, you know, I watched it with Devin who uh, made me hate the movie because he just immediately, even going into it, I'm like, we're going to watch this movie together. And he's like, oh, no. Like, he just (laughs) was anticipating this horrible movie. So as I was watching it, I was thinking everything, oh, Devin thinks this is horrible. This is totally bad. But then when I went back and rewatched it for the podcast, I was like, you know what? No, it's not really as bad as Devin thinks it is. I mean, I did still find it enjoyable without his critiquing uh, every five minutes of just how horrible he thought it was. And it was great. I thought it was great when we went to see it and we were in the theater and we're eating popcorn and we're seeing Sam, who we love. And But when I did rewatch it for the podcast, I was like, this is not great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I yeah, like a two or then a half or a three maybe, you know. We did have a lot of great action and... Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of Kate McKinnon. Like, if that was a real person in my life, she could not be in my life. That's just <laughs> truthful. You'd be too embarrassed by her. I'd be very embarrassed by her and very easily so embarrassed. So for your birthday, we'll take you to a bar. Yeah, the, like the Sing when she's happy coming, she's to like, you. happy birthday to you. I'm like, no. Lauren's doing kicks right now. anymore. <laughs> the Kate McKinnon kicks. Yeah. Kind of like Molly Shannon-esque. A little bit, yeah. I don't know if anybody watches the show, The Goldberg. She kind of reminds me of like Beverly Goldberg Mm -hmm. a little bit. She's just very out there all the time. My best friend is very reserved. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. It's it's Aaron. Um, so I agree with everything you all said. Um, I definitely think that, uh, how you feel about this movie depends on who you're seeing it with. I watched it and I was still entertained again, Sam. Hello. Um, but I just thought, you know, like the action sequences are really enjoyable. I liked some of the humor. Um, I definitely think it was too long, but I was still entertained and I really enjoyed the experience of seeing it in the theater, you know, like with friends. I just thought that that probably made me enjoy the movie even more. Um, so I'm going to give it uh, three, mach- three machine guns. Oh, three glasses right. of Moscato. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. Well, I would say, so I averaged two and a half, three. Yeah. Pretty, pretty soundly across the board. Not a bad movie. Not a great movie. Watch, what do you, what do you think? Watch it once. Watch it Sounds once. About yeah. good. With your, with watch your it with your friends. Have a couple glasses of wine. Oh, watch it alone. Watch it, your, of wine. <laughs> watch it with your mom. <laughs> Especially the balls. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Uh, anything you guys want to plug? Jody told me I was supposed to plug colon cancer awareness. Do it, yeah. yeah. Plug it. Get your colonoscopies if you're 50 or over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many 50 and over listeners we have, but, uh, you know, if you're out there, you, you know, get your get your ass checked. Get yeah. your colon uh, Even if you're colon not 50, scoped. if your butt hurts, get your butt checked. <laughs> That's right. Go to the doctor, people. Go to the doctor. If there's anything we've learned <laughs> over the last three months, it's go to the doctor. Yes, please. Absolutely. Don't be a hero. They just nope. want to help you. <laughs> nope. Anything, Aaron, you want to plug? Um, so my husband has this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually listen to it. It's called Last, Ast- <laughs> Last Action Podcast. It's a very complicated podcast. title. <laughs> 
and uh, it's pretty great. You should listen to it all the time, uh, well, even they, when the girls are on it. They, they are listening to it right now. Well, you should listen to it all the time. I Kay. mean, every episode, not just the ones you pick and choose, like me. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> you got anything? No, I've got nothing. You want to you plug, uh, plug uh, Devin's previous appearances on this? Uh, Devin appeared on this podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. Listen to it. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Uh, well, we are. Uh, first of all, I want to want to thank you guys for being here. Thank, thank you for having. Um, thank you for having us. Happy Mother's fun. Day. Yes, Happy Mother's yes. Day to all you moms out there and all you bad mothers out there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So thanks, thanks for coming on. You guys did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, we are, the, of course, the Last Action Podcast. We come to you every Monday on the Gamezilla Media Network. Um, we have plenty of other podcasts too to keep you busy. We got Noobs and Dragons. We got Movie Blast with Bob and Bax. We got the Gamezilla Media Podcast. We got, um, what am I missing? Legend of Retro. Retro Podcast. Thank you, Joe. Legend Retro Podcast and uh, Noiseland Arcade. Um, we got plenty of streamers. We got people on Facebook streaming. We got all kinds of stuff. So please check us out. And please uh, help us out on Patreon. Um, we'd like to provide you guys with all sorts of different kinds of content. And the easiest way for us to do that is... Um, with, with help from Patreon. It allows us to uh, have different equipment, better scenarios. We can go places. We can bring you all, all sorts of diverse, diverse uh, content. Uh, and, and you can catch it all on Patreon.com. Uh, so Patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Uh, even a buck will, will help us out, and it will get you guys some extra stuff too. So we appreciate it. Um, so I guess, do you guys want to take us out, or do you want me to just take us out? Go for it. All right. Well, this episode... Of the last action podcast has been terminated but we'll be back 